really blew the gates off uh, what was going on in 51, even before 2013, is, uh, you know, we go back to our buddy Bob Lazar. So in the 80s, he had told the world of the reverse engineering technology that he was hired to help figure out, and that work allegedly was done at a secret installation called S4, which is only stone's throw just a few miles from Area 51. So a um, little yeah, history, a so, little background. There. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like to start understanding the greater quote-unquote project behind Looking Glass, uh, we have to explain military gray alien technology. Here we go. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental I don't uh, know, planes man. that they're building? Police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm fucking hot, dude. <laughs> we always kick it off with weather, but man, I, I can't. It's fucking heating up. It was like 99 last weekend, and tomorrow's supposed to be 95. I'm good till it gets over 90. Then I'm like, holy shit. Get, get me somewhere yeah. cool, right? Ugh. My watch says it's 97. My computer says it's 102. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not fun for anybody. No, no, it's thing. So, yeah, but there's no such thing as global warming. Dur, 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 dur. No, whatever. Fucking people are people, yeah. right? Anyway. I wish there weren't. All right. I don't like it. It's yeah, hot. yeah, it's a thing. So, anyway, well, welcome, welcome everybody to uh, a Strange Uncle's Daily Weather or Weekly Weather, <laughs> we like to cover. Um, there, there's a lot of shit going on. So, I guess we wanted to start with that. Well, first of all, I guess if you don't mind. Um, let's run down this real quick. Um, so we have some write-ups that we have in the pipeline. We got this one here, which is going to be fun. Uh, stand by more than that because it's going to be fucking interesting. Uh, but we do have write-ups around, you know, Oppenheimer dropped, um, the whole Manhattan Project, and these other things. We actually had a couple of Patreons reach out and go, hey, what's your what's your thoughts on this? And you've seen Oppenheimer, da-da-da-da-da. So that got me to picking up an old script that I had um, to talk about the Manhattan Project, which we should have ready in a couple weeks. Next week will be news. Um, and to add to that, for patrons, there's a possibility we might have some companion pieces um, with the Hanford involvement, which is one of the uh, places in eastern Washington that they uh, built. You know, there's Los Alamos, and then there was Hanford, and I think there was something in Tennessee. Um, again, a lot of into the weeds. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll have that as a companion piece. But kind of looking forward to it because, holy shit, dude, Manhattan Project was a fucking thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just insane. Yes. It was a thing of fucking or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the whole thing is it's lovely how human beings like to, you know, let's master something so we can blow other human beings up first before we, hey, new technology, let's treat it with respect and safety. And none of that happened. But, you know, there's there's that. So You were so busy asking if you could, you never stopped to ask <laughs> if you should. <laughs> Touche, right? So anyway, so that should be really cool. Um, but before we roll into this uh, this episode, we want to, even though news is next week, and we might dig into a little bit, Josh and I were talking a little bit before the podcast, 
Um, I actually had a Patreon member reach out asking my opinion about the uh, congressional hearings that happened over the week. I'm sure you, I'm sure you caught those on your side, man. Uh, I didn't actually get a chance to listen to any of them, um, but I've been looking at uh, hashtag UFO Twitter and a few other things. <laughs> so have I. Um, and it's been a pretty, pretty fun, fun thing just watching people's reactions to it. It, it's it's interesting, and so again, we're not going to go into detail, but this does kind of fit with a, the topic we have at hand for this episode. Um, you know, so real quick, they had a congressional hearing. They had a former Navy pilot, Ryan Graves, who's one of the main uh, main names out there, and he was doing his reports on everything. Had another one who's a Navy commander, uh, David Fravor, um, and then my interesting, I'm titillated by this guy, which he's been bounced around for. About a month now through like news and saying things, uh, and it's a whistleblower by the name of David Grush. And what he's saying is, yep, there's non-human um, bodies. We found them. It was from a crash. We're reversing technology. I've seen him. I, or not I've seen him. He's talked to people. He's accounts, um, different people that have seen it throughout the time. Of course, you know, I'm a little, uh, you know, involved here because I've got a book I'm in the middle of it called uh, Day After Roswell, which is written by a retired colonel. Um, and he is in the thick of talking about Roswell, how he tracked things, technology out of Roswell, how he was assigned for this and that. Again, you know, it could be complete horseshit, but if it's not, wow, dude, those are some, uh, those are some huge things to kind of cast out there and go, Hey, what's the public think? Especially when you say, yep, we've got bodies, we got crashes. We're reversing stuff. I mean, yeah, it's it's really damn. interesting because it's like there's a bunch of UFO Twitter that's like, oh, they didn't say anything new, so whatever, fucking boo. Nah, you're not paying attention, people. And then there are a bunch that are saying like that are that are questioning Grush's uh, integrity. I guess I don't know. Yeah, no, and some other he, shit because yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, he he uh. He would only reference his interviews. He wouldn't say what he said in them under oath. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you know I so, didn't okay. watch it. I don't know if that's actually the case. But. Yeah. So there was a little misinterpretation by, you know, different interviews that he said. He said one thing here and then he said something else different. Not completely different story. It just certain details left out. Certainly, And, you know, he'll say it. And I got an article right in front of me. You know, he's talking about... Um, you know, Grush claims he has suffered both professionally and personally, and that he has personal knowledge of those who have been harmed or injured in efforts to cover up or conceal these technologies. So, you know, of course, we go with the Tic Tac uh, thing that happened in 2004, and that's that Fravor guy that we're talking about, Ryan Graves, again, the pilot. Um, I don't know. You know, it's interesting that, and, and I'll tell you, we said this again when that original disclosure came out, right? What, like two years ago? around that time frame when they had, okay, they're going to get a group together. This is what they're going to talk about. This is a little bit different. Um, again, you know, when it's all my local news, it's like, all right, th- this is a thing. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, we bring it up because it's interesting. Um, we'll dig into a little bit more. Uh, if you guys want to hear anything more specified as far as, well, who said what and who was this and da-da-da, um, you know, we'll throw that to you. And, again, you know, let us know. We'll, we'll uh, throw that in part of the news stuff. Um, a lot of news happening in general, but I, I think this is uh, this is titillating. We'll see where this goes, right? Yeah. So anyway, but uh, that does tie right into our topic because, you know, the government, just say, Josh, put on your make-believe cap, okay? 
Just because you know, you know I don't, we don't wear hats. <laughs> right. Well, we don't want to accuse the government of doing things they're not doing. Just like all these hearings. We don't want to say that the government's hiding technology and crash UFOs and the bodies. government hide something? What? That's weird, right? Never. But as we talk about that, we also realize that the government, and we've covered a couple little uh, episodes and topics in the past about some of the things that the government has involved in. And this is one that I stumbled on. I've heard bits and pieces. But I decided to go down the rabbit hole, and since you wrote the last one, I figured my turn was up. Um, <laughs> are you ready to kick this off, shall we? Or you got anything yeah, more to party. add? All right, here we go. So this is a fucking story, and hopefully you guys like it just as much as we have. So, you know, we've covered a few dastardly military operations before, right? Um, we had a few sprinkled in there. Montauk was one of them. That was fun. And actually, Montauk's a little bit of this. Uh, and if you guys miss the Montauk thing, uh, again, you know, whole experiments with teenagers, um, time tunnels, allegedly. allegedly, right, mental, all that other shit. Uh, we actually covered it in Season 6, Episode 23. So you can you can check that out. It's pretty fun. We, we did poke quite a bit of fun on that because some of it's wildly fucking crazy. Um, but just saying, you know. And we also covered on the new SSU or the SU oddities that we've been having out, uh, I covered real quick this group called the Majestic 12. Um, if you guys never heard of that, look that up because that's part of this. Uh, I think we covered a thing on the Vatican Time Machine. That's not what it was called. But again, other weird shit just for the SU oddities, short little things. And some of that's wrapped up into this too. So this is kind of a hybrid of sorts, right? Um, not only does it involve allegedly, and we're going to throw that word around quite often, the Vatican time machine that I talked about, the Majestic 12 that we talked about, but it also delves further down the rabbit hole of a supposed project that, again, if true, would and maybe even has changed the world as we know it, right? But we don't know because this could be a whole bullshit. So it is a thing. Um, it even has sprinklings of QAnon, which, which <laughs> when I stumbled on that. I was like, what? Wait. Oh, this is why this cult fucking thinks he's so... Uh, just, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, when we say allegedly a lot, that's usually... That, that's pretty, why. Pretty good Pretty good yeah. clue that we're going to be talking about some kind of wild conspiracy theory. Yep, yep, yep. And 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 we absolutely will use that word willy-nilly throughout this episode. Um, because really, a lot of this shit's pretty hard to swallow. Uh, but it's fun. So, uh, what if we told you... There was a machine that not only involves our collective human consciousness, but the consciousness of other life forms that exist outside of this planet that results in a greater collective consciousness known as ascension. Right? I mean, that's a lot, but pretty titillating, we think. So if that sounds interesting, join us as we fall down the rabbit hole of Project Looking Glass. Open the gates. Cool. All right. So let's just jump right into this, shall we? Um, sure. Yeah. So we're going to unravel a conspiracy theory about <laughs> a lot of things, but alien tech and alternate timelines that is, again, allegedly under wraps at Area 51. More specifically, the S4 area where Bob was working at. And when we say Bob, I'm sure you guys know that name, Bob Lazar. Um, you know, I guess we're on first name terms with Bob. You know, he's a good friend of ours. Um, so, he, <laughs> so he's involved in that too. And even more specifically, level 4-2, which is also known as Alice's Floor, just in case you're taking notes on your side, guys. We just want to detail this out. So, Yes, if you ever find yourself <laughs> lost in the yeah, right. honeycombed levels of S4 at Area 51, you yeah, know, foot level four to Alice's, Alice's floor. floor. It's right past Starbucks. Hang a left, evidently. It's yeah. a fucking thing, right? Down the hall from the subway. Right. So anyway, uh, so this is a story of Project Looking Glass. And not only Project Looking Glass, but the Yellow Cube. 
And yes, we say yellow cube. It sounds fun. We're going to get into it. Um, we're not only going to inundate you with a whole history of 51 because we really don't need to. But, you know, everybody knows what it is. But we do want to give some brief history because Area 51 does play a part in this in the beginning. Um, and as much as you guys probably know where it's at, uh, maybe you don't know how it came about. So we're going to kind of, you know, do that in the very beginning, cover the Area 51 as a main character in our story because it is. Um, and so here it is with Area 51. So in 1955, the Air Force was looking for a place that was remote, quiet, and off the radar to test the U-2 spy plane, which a lot of you probably know again. Um, and they found it. So it was a place called Groom Lake uh, where there's an airfield owned by the military uh, that had been used since World War II. Officially named the Nevada Test and Training Range at Groom Lake, it's a high-security open training range for the U.S. Air Force in southern Nevada, though the site is still very secretive, and it wasn't. Actually, until 2013, and many of you know that the government actually admitted in 2013 that, okay, all right, maybe there's an Area 51, it's a thing. Hey, that thing we've been saying isn't there that everyone can just fucking see? Right, exactly. You can fly around it, you fucking know, there's gates saying you will be shot if, oh yeah, it doesn't exist. Oh, fuck, okay, finally. So they finally. What are you talking about? Base, what? I'm wearing pants, yeah. So 2013, they finally figured this shit out, and they came out and admitted it, right? Um, the U-2 could reach altitudes. We're talking about the spy plane they're working on here. Uh, much higher than any other planes at the time. Uh, after the U-2 was put into service in 1956, Area 51 was used to develop other aircrafts, including the A-12, also known as Oxcart, a uh, reconnaissance plane, and a stealth fighter F-117 Nighthawk. Uh, what brought it really into the public's eye was an awkward timeline and all this stuff, right? So at the same time, the Air Force was developing and flying the U-2 prototype all over the area, locals in Las Vegas and the surrounding areas were reporting a rash of UFOs all over in the same time frame. More than likely, you know, yeah, isn't that weird you put two and two together? More than likely, this is from the U-2. You know, again, spy plane, you know. Couldn't couldn't possibly be. Well, (laughs) fucking more, right? Uh, It could be UFOs. And again, the, the jury's out, but anyway. Um, but being Roswell, it happened eight years prior um, at its close proximity, fairly fresh in everybody's brains. Uh, the 50s really was a hotbed of people. They loved science fiction. They fucking loved it. Like, I remember all the, well, not, I wasn't fucking born that day. But, you know, you can see, like, what is it, um, Fate Magazine and all these old mm-hmm. ones that came out in the 40s and the 50s. This all stems from it. Like, we're just obsessed with it. So that probably doesn't help, right? Because everybody's thinking UFOs anyway. But what really blew the gates off uh, what was going on in 51, even before 2013, is, uh, you know, we go back to our buddy Bob Lazar. So in the 80s, he had told the world of the reverse engineering technology that he was hired to help figure out, and that work allegedly was done at a secret installation called S4, which is only stone's throw just a few miles from Area 51. So, a um, little yeah, history, a so, little background. Uh, there. Yeah. yeah, like to start understanding the greater quote-unquote project behind Looking Glass, uh, we have to explain military gray alien technology. Here we go. Uh, this MGA tech, not to be uh, confused with MAGA tech, <laughs> uh, this MGA tech theory basically states that a lot of military and air and space technology, along with uh, their capabilities, are internationally kept hidden from society in Area 51. And this technology has been influenced by found or acquired alien tech that somehow made it to planet Earth, hmm. uh, a la Independence Day. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. This, <laughs> this is all documented, again, allegedly, uh, from the confirmed 1983 U.S. Army and CIA document entitled Analysis and Assessment of the Gateway Process. 
this includes a variety of different devices and tech, like the looking glass that we will cover along with the yellow cube, which we will also cover, which is good because I have no fucking clue what any of that shit is. <laughs> it's fucking uh, crazy. <laughs> I just had a side thought when I read Gateway Process because I used to work at the old Gateway Computer Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, over over in West Valley. Yeah, a long time ago. So every time I see the word gateway next to anything remotely computerish, I'm like, you shiver. (laughs) Anyway, uh, uh, this includes a variety of different devices and tech, like the looking glass that we will cover, along with what I just said, the yellow cube, which I have no idea what that is. Uh, This tech supposedly used for, wait for it. Manipulating and bending timelines. Oh, okay. So we're off to a very sane start. Uh Um, Let's start with some names and some history to help paint a picture here. Supposedly, this yellow cube was handed over to Dwight D. Eisenhower by the Orion Group, which is a group of insect-like chip-on-their-shoulder aliens called the Zeta. Mm. Not to be confused with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wanted to interbreed with human beings uh, around the World War II in order to jointly control our timeline. Hmm, maybe they weren't a Catherine yeah, Zeta-Jones. Yeah, yeah. uh, they succeeded, <laughs> allegedly again, and a lot of nasty stuff that's going down in our world is in direct relation to the fact that the Zeta aliens are implementing their hive mind control to influence humanity adversely, as one does. Of course. Uh, so whoever uses the yellow cube can theoretically see probable outcomes as a result of specific actions, However, it's hindered by the consciousness level of whoever was present watching future events unfold. Human emotions, too, would often cloud and influence the results of the events being holographically projected. Uh, so, yeah, everyone grab your beverage, take a drink. That was a lot. Um, it gets worse. And Fuck. it was a lot to swallow. Yeah. Uh, we know. And as of now, the whereabouts of the yellow cube are unknown. Oh, geez. Uh, however, the looking glass is rat hole at Area 51, again, allegedly. Uh, so far, this may sound like a load of fucking hooey, which it does, uh, but it's a fascinating premise, which it is. It is. Uh, the, looking glass is <laughs> the looking glass is actually a portal for us to not only view alternate timelines, but also to use as a sort of time travel device that'll allow those who process it to influence our current timeline. Uh, so what is the yellow cube? Also known as the yellow disc, uh, not even close to the same shape, but okay. Yeah, that's what uh, I, I looked that over like three times. I'm like, wait, what? Is, uh, oh, okay. That's how you know that this is definitely real and not uh, just some dipshit right, basement right. computer thoughts. Right, right. Um, this device, along with looking glass, is utilized by not only the industrial military complex, again, allegedly, <laughs> but also gray aliens who both are trying to utilize networks of the yellow cube to influence timelines. Apparently this cube is a communication device from surviving extraterrestrial life forms from the earth's future. Um, Mm. It's also apparently a recording device that's documented eons of human evolution. Wow. Uh, There's a lot to unfold there. That's yeah. And again, so the premise, I feel like I just did a whole weekend at a UFO conference in like 30, in like three minutes. It's fucking crazy. And again, you know, even if it, if there's any remote to this of fact, holy shit. Right. And I don't know why this is stuck in my head. Remember when, and this is when we're going to start. So if you already are not sitting down with a beverage, you probably should at this point, because it's going to get worse. But um, when, 
Trump first became president, did you ever stumble on that picture somewhere in Saudi Arabia where he was had his hands on a glowing ball with yeah, other fucking Saudi Arabian ambassadors? I'm sure yeah. it was fucking fake to Photoshop, but it just it stuck in my mind when I saw it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But, well, that's like a, you know, a like a thing, like a tourist, like a. I think I want to say it's part of like the Arab of Holy Emirates, right, or something. People go to see during the Hajj or something. Like oh, it's a thing. It's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Again, I just, for some reason, if I remember right, it. it's, it's like an actual, like there's, it's an actual thing that they just took a picture with. Not like, uh, nothing super sinister though. You know oh, what I mean? Well, you know, anyway, and probably true, you know, but I, I bring that up. Not again, we try not to bring that piece of shit up, but anyway, this is where it gets, this is where it gets a little bit more fun. So bear with us here. So fun fact, everybody, uh, we would be amiss if we didn't also briefly cover a few things that uh, we stumbled on that, according to some groups of people, are part of the whole Looking Glass project. Um, so here you go. Better be setting down. Let's throw some of that crazy shit out for you as well, because, hey, why the fuck not? It is believed this device is how QAnon, Trump, and the White Hat Military Alliance knows every move the deep state plans to make before they even make it. So just swallow that a little bit here for you. Uh The white hat military. So this technology allows white hats to plan ahead and expose the deep state's black nobility, otherwise known as those dirty, rotten fucking Jesuits. I'm just saying. Actually, we have no hate against Jesuits. Such wild-ass shit. It it And then they give it the dumbest fucking names, and it is fucking goddamn infuriating it, it is it well not to get a side note on here but one thing that pisses me off about that fucking cult is what they they use patriotism like a fucking shield whether it's the flag whether it's their name the patriotism front the this the well that. that's that's like slip into fascism 101 oh yeah right there though. yeah yeah it, it's just it's insane anyway not to get sidetracked but that yeah both of us are in fear today just talking about this but it's crazy and when we say dirty rotten jesuits we really don't mean that we're just you know don't hate letter us but well i mean anyway so maybe no. we don't hate them any more than we hate any clergy <laughs> right there you go. fair enough okay um so anyway the reason is for their corruption and crimes against humanity that's why this whole black nobility thing right is going on other factions that are part of this are the illuminati the goddamn Freemasons, of course, they come up all the time. But wait, those are bastards. Yeah, I know they're fucking always hiding around the corner. But wait, there's more crackpot types of shit here. This theory also includes the depopulation via genetic bio warfare to help trim the masses. So you wonder how are they doing it, or have they done it, or have they carried out these diabolical plans? That's what COVID was, bro. That's COVID, COVID-19, of course. That's how they pull it off. So lastly, mainly because their brains, I, I can't talk about this anymore, but. I'll cover this. The cabal has also accessed this technology. And for that reason, they know that no matter what they try to do to change the timeline to a negative timeline, that they cannot stop the collective consciousness from raising its vibration, thus increasing Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Hold on, wait for it. Thus increasing disconcernment, also known as the Great Awakening, which I have heard all through the fucking QAnon shit, this great awakening. Well, I never looked into what it fucking means. I, I know. I know. But, like but initially they it was do it basically for their own conservative wokeism. Right. You right. know what I mean? But it's not that anymore. Not when you look at it no. now, it's fucking not even close to what that initially it was like, Americans going to wake up to the moral realities of like how segregation was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So there's even schematics and drawings we found the detail. And I actually put them in this write-up, Josh, just so you can kind of And they are fucking retarded. It's amazing. Sorry for the hard R on that, but... No, it's it's fucking fine. Anyway, so... just... I mean, (laughs) this this schematic makes no sense. It it does not, but it's funny what you can find on the internet. But hey, I still left Alice in Wonderland... rabbit is right. permanently mounted above the entrance to the project looking glass room you saw that it's the first thing i saw i was like oh there, there you go alice is for that yeah, makes sense but uh, anyway there, there's more to this so let's add another stupid fucking trump theory and then be done with this it is believed that trump's uncle uh, john g trump who was an inventor and engineer at the time and was a professor at mit was entrusted with the confiscated workings of nicholas i want to go back to this schematic real quick oh no fine yeah let, really let's fucking... go as a listeners this is a podcast i know you can't see what we're looking at but it's it's fucking crazy i, I so. just don't understand how they have this schematic of alice's floor like looks like a blueprint of it and a bunch uh-huh. of the rooms just say unknown yeah like, or, or what about did you get the blueprint chambers? did you make this map from memory like what the fuck I, what do you mean unknown i want to know what a blow-off chamber is i want to know um project no, you know what that is with blow job chamber blow off chamber that same thing um no it's crazy like somebody actually took time to draw this out um yeah origin of the and it PS5 looks like at a glance it looks like an actual technical like schematic of some stuff at a glance and then it you does. like zoom in so you can read the print and it's like uh Three foot tall rabbit above door. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, maybe I'll put those in notes. You guys can look at them. It's yeah, it's fucking crazy. But anyway, why is there a school bus on this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I I digress. So let's go back to the. So we're talking about this other Trump theory and his uncle has evolved John G. And let me preface with this real quick. So when I stumbled on this, the first fucking thing I did was look up John G. Trump and make sure. Wait a minute. Is this just part of QAnon again, and they're making stories up. Uh, no, actually, his uncle really was a scientist. He was actually a genius. Uh, he was an inventor. He had all this stuff. Like, his list of accolades go on and on and on, um, and it's kind oh, yeah, of amazing. Trump used to brag about him all the time. I'm a genius because my uncle's a genius. Yeah, I've heard bits and pieces of that, right? But I, I just blew it off because I didn't fucking think of anything. Really, Trump has defiled his family's name so bad that when you see well, I mean, Trump in any way, not shape, or the form, only one. he's not. No, his dad was. He comes from a, a long line of uh, fucking shit hills, d- d- fucking douches, completely. So anyway, so his uncle John G. Trump, uh, again inventor, engineer, and was a professor at MIT at the time, was entrusted with the confiscated workings of Nikola Tesla, which we actually covered before. Uh, specifically, his research on free energy, which is true. Tesla did have research on free energy. He actually built a couple towers um, and tested them. They worked. Until they got torn down. So there's that. They worked until, hmm. Yeah. Now that's a fucking conspiracy theory that's like. There's a lot around. Worth Tesla. digging into. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, there's more on his research. So not only free energy, energy, but uh, invisibility and even time travel, which uh, I did some on something with Tesla and some device he invented that almost shook a building down to the fucking basement level in downtown New York or some shit. Anyway. But John Trump supposedly reviewed the research papers and told the FBI that there was no real substance to any of these notes. These notes realistically held valuable information pertaining to inventions and patents uh, that were handed off to none other than Trump himself. Now, I looked at the timeline on that stuff, and this would be like in the mid-80s time frame. So 
could before that he was have into politics? Right, right. Before anything else, so when he was just a rich dude who was, was sometimes on TV, yeah, when he was just a bad being person, rich. yep, not paying his fucking people to build his towers, all that other bullshit, right? Just being, he was a douche then. He always will be a douche. But the timeline works, right? When you look back on when his uncle died, when he took a yada yada. Anyway, um, but it gets better. So they were handed off to Trump himself, who, using a fake name called John Teeter, traveled to the future under the assumed identity of a soldier. Mm-hmm. Wait for it here. This is where he discovered that America and the entire world have become a nuclear dystopia caused uh, by radical Islamic terror. Of course, always mm-hmm. in the background, right? There's more yeah. to that theory, but uh, again, we, we we don't want to give him any more fucking time that we have. Yeah, he... He traveled to Holy the future shit. and saw that in the eighties, but didn't like get wild till Islamophobic fucking right until right. uh until like the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until what are you are you, are you sitting on this for what fucking reason? Yeah, he anyway. he, he decided he, it it didn't bother him until Barack Hussein Obama, <laughs> you allegedly a Muslim. <laughs> Oh, was elected God. president. That's, that's we're sorry, folks. We're, but anyway, okay. we, we sure. so <laughs> we sure, have to mention people. it because sure, sure, yeah, sure. I know. we have to mention because it's part of the fucking story. Just saying. So let's move back to the direct history and suppose timeline of the Looking Glass from there. So in 2006, a microbiologist named Dr. Dan Barish, uh, not confused. Evidently, there's an astronaut uh, with the same, close to the same name. So not the same guy. He claimed he worked Coincidence? For, I think not. Right? So he claimed he worked for a secret organization formed by President Harry S. Truman. They called it Majestic 12, which is what we talked about before. Uh, before we tell Dan's story, let's make clear who we're dealing with, because this Dan guy, so he's another crazy character on its own thing. Uh, not only did he claim that we mentioned prior that he claimed he was constantly hunted by the Men in Black and the Majestic 12 assassins. Um, why, you ask, was he hunted by them? Well, because he smuggled J-Rod who was an alien the government is holding prisoner to Egypt and helped him escape through a natural stargate. So that's okay, part in. of this story. Oh, yeah, it sounds fun, right? You know, kind of like yeah, I'll buy that. Paul. Yeah. So, but Barish often talked about a top-secret program called Project Looking Glass. According to Barish, uh, U.S. intelligence agencies had several devices they built using instructions found in ancient Sumerian and Egyptian tombs. you got to throw the Sumerians in there if, if you're going to have a story. I'm just saying. Well, I mean. You know, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It goes without saying. So one such device, dubbed the Yellow Cube, was used by global leaders to look into the future. In return for favors, the CIA handed the cube around from country to country. Right there is bullshit. I'm just saying. Allowing yes, the elites- CIA famously <laughs> shares its toys. Right, exactly. Allowing elites to see into their own potential future so they could gain an advantage. The elites discovered that the future isn't set in stone. Instead, it's now, a vast field now, of... Now, if this theory okay, said okay. that the CIA handed this shit around to uh, military leaders in countries that had just elected a socialist or left-leaning president, I would believe that. Yes. But that's not the but, case. No. You know that's not the case. But no. yeah, 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 right, right. I, I'm Sorry. 100% anyway. on board with this fucking crazy thing. Anyway, so instead of its vast field of probabilities, the results are which are determined by present actions. So they did what anybody else would do in their situation. They attempted to use this knowledge to manipulate the timeline in their favor. So over time... Because of what they were up to, a new timeline presented itself, and it wasn't a good one. So they saw so it's a future. The one we're in now, right? Yeah, right. No, fuck, read my mind. They saw a future where the entire planet was destroyed, and their use of the yellow cube was to blame. 
So just like that, they shelved so the yellow tube. So that's what's causing global warming. That's what it is. You hit it right on the head. They folded Project Looking Glass, allegedly, and they just went on their merry way to go, whoops, we played well, around with something. No harm, Sorry. no foul. Yeah, yeah, no. Let's change Moving the blocks on, around. Moving on. Move the puzzle, right? So anyway. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right. Uh, so we also want to point out that Burish, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Burish wasn't the only one to claim rumors of the infamous looking glass and the yellow cube. Uh, now in the now is the time to bring a one Pellegrino Ernetti Ernetti. Oh, that, yeah, oh that's, that's not a double last name that there's a period. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know how to read. I don't know if I ever told you <laughs> that. But uh, anyway, so uh, we're going to bring in Pellegrino Ernetti, which already sounds like a fake name. Um, he was an Italian monk born in 1925, died in 1994, but had an amazing claim. He claimed that the Vatican owned the chronovisor, which allowed him to view historical events such as Cicero's speeches, Napoleon's raids, and the crucifixion of Jesus. And we actually stumbled on a supposed picture of Ernetti standing next to Jesus, or maybe just next to Kenny Loggins or a hippie or whatever. <laughs> uh, like, I okay. remember hearing about this before Do you? Okay. the chronovisor okay. chrono uh, and it's, this is a very wild ride. The chronovisor on mm. its own without all the yellow cube bullshit. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the chronovisor technology was turned over to the Vatican who passed it along to the CIA. Cause you know, that's what you do, right? Organizations that love to share their toys. Right. Exactly. And their secrets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They continued to develop the technology through deep state black budgets. And the, in the sixties and seventies uh, let's see. Yeah. So they, all right. So they kept working on the chronovisor through the sixties and seventies right. using black budget money. And just, fuck. Okay. Um, CIA whistleblower Andrew Basiago confirmed the CIA's experimentation with Ernetti's chronovisor. Basiago said that from 67 to 71, uh, as a six-year-old boy, he was involved in Project Fuck Off. As a six-year-old boy, he was involved in Project Pegasus when the CIA and DARPA refined the chronovisor technology. In 1970, Basiago and other child participants regularly visited various classified chronovisor facilities in northern New Jersey, where they were able to access past and future events, which, <laughs> if you remember from the Montauk Project. That's, uh, see, there it is. It all comes together. As crazy uh, yes. as this sounds, and we can safely <laughs> say it's Yeah, we can say it's crazy. Uh, there may be some truth in the folds here and uh yeah very like few for but an m&m in the folds of a fatty right uh <laughs> many believe and have studied that the cia does have a way with astonishing accuracy 
Uh, sorry, no. Uh, I, okay, I, I'm going to cover this real quick once you get done. So, okay, all right. I'm going to hold hold my comments. <laughs> uh, the CIA does have a way with stunning accuracy to predict the future. Uh, from predictions of oil shocks, geopolitical conflict, central bank policies, terrorist attacks, market meltdowns, and more. It seems the CIA is always a step ahead when these things occur or any mass conflict or catastrophic situation happens. Mm-hmm. Almost kind of like it's their fucking job. Weird. Uh, well, yeah. So that's where the truth lies, right? Like the, the truth yeah. is very, very small here. But the fact is the CIA has been around. They are in the right places at the right time. And well, I'll let you finish this again. Yeah, yeah we can talk. let me finish this, and then I've, I've got a thing or two to say about it. Uh, we know that the government poured millions into remote viewing, among other projects. Uh, so would it be too far of a stretch to think somehow, some way, that the government is always three moves ahead? Yes, either due to the secret tech or maybe even because they are the creators of some of these conflicts. Well, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, not stating a fact here. We're simply postulating. It's always fun to postulate. Uh, so, yeah, the CIA definitely has started many of the conflicts oh, yeah. we are discussing. Yeah, 100%. See, um, and that, not all of them. And, and, and this is my, let me just, you know, profess for the listeners here. You know, this is my, you know, viewpoint, not necessarily your viewpoint. But after you read that, that makes sense, right? Like, yeah, there's truth there, but there's very, very fucking sliver of a truth. And they're involved in this shit probably directly most of the fucking time. Of course, they're ahead of the game, right? I mean... You can't trust the government as far as you can throw at any government, let alone ours. Well, they're the central intelligence agency. Their job is to gather intelligence. Right. Their job is right. to know what the fuck is going on so they can say, hey, yeah. we could uh, push this country to align with what we want or well, take out I mean, this guy and yep. install and, this general and look who when we, we want. And look when we covered the whole FBI tips and tricks and shit like that. I mean, that goes right back to that. Look, they were diabolical and, and like literally trying to fool a whole culture of people that there was a fucking monster in the jungle that was going to drain your blood and kill you if you didn't. Like, they were part of this. Like, holy shit, guys, you know? Yeah, and, so, and like... Sam. What, what you've got to... Okay, so like real historical example, right? Mm-hmm. When uh, Turing and all the nerds at Bletchley Park cracked the Enigma code, like, oh yeah, 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 they knew. I remember hearing that. They knew when uh, some like troop ships and and stuff like that were going to be attacked, mm-hmm. and they couldn't say anything because that would give it away to the Nazis that they knew the code, right? Right. Like, so they had to let some people die and that sucks. And you know, but you get it right. I mean, national security at the end of the day, you you can't say that the CIA is always three fucking steps ahead and they're just letting not always happen. Not always. Boy, they're, they're eerily good. So, but again, like you said, that's their job. I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. What I'm saying is like, there's, there's the, there's the reality, right? Like, okay, we broke the code. We know what's going mm-hmm. on. Some of this stuff we got to let happen so that we can protect how we know. Right, right. Um, and we can just try to, like, mitigate and, and minimize the damage or whatever, right? But then if you know everything that's going to happen, why would you let any of it fucking happen? Uh, that's a good point. If, true, if true. you could stop right. any of it, right? Right, right. Um, and then, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I am not on the fence of the remote viewing stuff. I know that those were real programs, and I know that they had real successes. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
that does muddy the waters a little bit when you get into these wilder conspiracy theories of like, well, okay, it does. We know that they really did this thing, and we know from personal experience that it actually works. Yeah, yeah, um, we did our own experiments. I think I'm to, more of a buy-in to, to remote than you are a little bit, but especially after we had that one guy on that was part of the program. I mean, the men who stare at goats was loosely based on his achievements, what he did, what he saw. I mean, that's yeah. I don't know, you know. Hard to refute, no, I want to experiment so. with remote viewing again. Um, oh, for sure. Actually. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. We came up with that was just a short little couple hours of, okay, let's do this, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and I mean, would they just give up on it if it was working? Well, Probably not. here's the thing. I don't think they gave up on it as much as they shifted things. I don't think they really give up on anything, especially like you said, if it's working, but then, you, so you have, again, not to get into the weeds with this thing, but what you could get away with 40 years ago, you absolutely cannot get away with now. 40 years ago, you didn't have an internet. 40 years ago, you didn't have mass communication streaming across whatever that looks like. Like times have changed. So, you know, okay, if something's working, let's take example of remote viewing. If it was working, I, my opinion, again, my opinion solely, I don't think they ever banned it. I think they just refined it, shifted it, and buried a little bit, knowing well, the technology was going to saying like, "Oh, we're tying off this project. It didn't really work out. We're right. not really mothball. We're done." Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and in reality, it's like we're taking it off the public books and putting it in the black right. budget. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and and I know I'm shitting all over conspiracy theories and then talking like a conspiracy theorist, but. No, there's like, a that's skeptic a thing there. That's and, real. That yeah. does happen. Yeah, yeah. And we know for a fact, just from like records that have been made public, that they the the remote viewing program was real mm-hmm. and that it did have successes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my theory on the remote viewing thing, before we get back into the yeah, weeds yeah, of yeah. Project Looking Glass, uh, just real quick, my theory on the remote viewing thing is 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 because it is really subjective. And at least from the own personal experience I've had with it, like you see some stuff, but, but it's not, I mean, and probably with more training, you can get a clearer picture of what you're looking at. Right. But like, I, I was guessing, like I was getting flashes of things and I was Mm -hmm. saying, it looks like a boat. Right. You know, and it was the queen Mary, but I wasn't like, I was like, seeing in my mind the fucking queen mary like you could see the stamp on the side of the ship type thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know right um and so like all of that is uh to say that i it works but how well does it work you you know what i'm saying yeah but it's like with anything else i'd agree i agree with you but it's like anything else practice makes perfect so, you know, sure. if you're in this program doing these things, and again, we just, you know, did something. Like, as, I guarantee as, they had you know, better results than we did because we only did it once a time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's the thing. When you don't have really have a rule book because it's something brand new, you know, the people that you're utilizing, again, we're using remote viewing as an example. The people that you're utilizing to do these tests, you're literally writing the rule book and the instruction booklet as you go for any, hopefully they are mind you, for anybody that's going to pass, you know, pass that. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that, that and, and just put a pin in it, the, the brain is amazing. The mind yeah. is just fascinating. I don't think we have touched a, just a fucking tenth of what the world, this whole quantum physics, the world we're in, technology, like it's just getting, we have made leaps and bounds into things, uh, and some things are pretty fucking scary. We probably shouldn't have made leaps and bounds in, but we have. 
Um, it's happened in a really short amount of time if you look at a human's lifespan. Um, it's pretty crazy. And so I always go by that to like, you know, and again, I not sound kooky and get off the subject here, but I have deja vu. I used to have a lot more when I was a kid, more than I am now. Short little snippets that would come true two weeks later. Like I've always had, so I've always been interested. I've always, I just think that, you know, and then we've had guests on. We're actually talking about consciousness, if you remember. Like, you know, is it our consciousness? We still don't know what the fuck consciousness is. Is it our consciousness? Or are we plugged into a mainframe somewhere and we're just getting radio signals? Like, sure, that is fascinating to me. Why isn't remote viewing isn't any really far cry from what that is in my opinion you know and like i just want to be up front with the listeners and say like yes there is a line somewhere out there in the weirdness where like i just am like no you know what i mean like i believe a lot of this stuff and i and and i think that a lot of it if not has if it hasn't been documented as like actually have happened like the remote viewing stuff like Mm -hmm. the possibility of it is for sure on the table Mm -hmm. but then you get into these and I think where it gets it for me is like the detail that they have for all of their crazy conspiracies, but they don't have someone like uh, that McGonagall guy that was like oh, the super yeah, yeah. prolific remote viewer in the, the Eagle. Program, they called right? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and like people like uh, uh, put off and. Uh, now, well, and and look like Yuri names, Geller was part of Russell that too. Tard, you, know. you know, Yuri Geller was part yeah. of that, and he was his spoon fucking thing. He's what they have instead know. of how they know every all this stuff, right? Is right. Uh, some dickhead on 4chan claiming <laughs> that he knows all this, stuff, and that's right? what's so some anonymous hard. dickhead. On I know, 4chan. I, and I'm I'm a hundred percent with you there. It's tough. Anyway, listeners, we digress, but I mean, it's still a fascinating Sorry. thing to talk about. I had a bone to pick. Um, no, fuck by all means, pick all the bones you want, man. But anyway, so moving on, we're back on Project Looking Glass here. So let's bring up a one Dr. Stephen Greer. Uh, Greer is one of the world's leading authorities on extraterrestrials and explorer of consciousness technologies, which many of you have heard Greer, if you haven't looked it up, G-R-E-E-R. Um, he seems he's in the news feed all the time, the shit that he yeah, does, yeah. believes in. I, I right? take a lot of what he says with a grain of salt, but I, I do. don't think he's wrong about everything. Exactly. I think there's probably a 60-40 thing going on here. You know, That's one of the reasons I, I threw him in here. Um, and we're sure many of you have heard of his name, reputation, right? So allegedly... Greer told Express.UK that he had a military advisor, quote-unquote, who was once attached to U.S. Naval Intelligence at the Old White Oaks Naval Facility in Silver Spring, Maryland, outside Washington, D.C. The advisor told Greer about a time-traveling device that the U.S. Navy had developed in the 1970s at the Secret Weapons Laboratory at White Oaks, which allowed the scientists and intelligence agents a view of events of the past. This device could tune into the white noise of space-time and extract the information about what had happened a century ago or a million years ago at any given location. So Greer speculates that this white noise that uh, his informant was talking about, that the device taps into uh, actually, and this is fascinating too, and I want to cover it one of these days, it actually taps into the Akashic record. Um, I don't know if you've had that, heard that term, Josh, on mm-hmm. your side. It's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, ancient mystics described the Akashic record as a storage place for all human events thoughts, words, emotions, and the intent that ever occurred in the past, anything, or present, or future. Uh, Greer believes that this record is stored in interdimensional space, and the Navy's device could interface with that interdimensional realm. So, uh, so he, 
No, uh, I just want to jump in right here before I yep. forget this yep. thought that I'm having. Uh, when they're talking about the white noise of space time, that reminds me of I just rewatched uh, Interstellar. Hellier. Oh, no, uh, oh. I just rewatched Hellier um, and was oh, paying okay. a lot of attention to like some of the very specific things they talked about when they talk about like the the Frank's box or the ghost box and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. some of the other things and some of the th- some of the weird shit that was said to people to witnesses um mostly in like the mothman uh case right, but right but in things that were kind of tangentially related to that and a lot of it is like talking about uh tuning between stations to oh i've heard about uh, that before communicate right yeah, yeah right and um and that's essentially what they're doing with the frank's box and with their uh estes method and stuff mm-hmm. is like they're trying they're, to catch a frequency. They're, they're trying they're to catch a channel. into the white noise. Right. And right. the thing about at least the way they're doing it is it's very open to interpretation what you get back. Like mm-hmm. it's not like looking something up in a database or Googling something. It's like, hey, it's it's almost like trying to talk to ghosts. Right. You know what I right. mean? Like, well, it's similar. So when it's, you explain it, that's exactly where my mind went. But no, I mean, yeah. that makes sense, right? They're trying to tune into those to those blank stations. Uh, but again, you're 100% right. I think what they interpret is different for everyone. So, you know, we go back to this little loosey-goosey, but interesting nonetheless, you know? So, yeah, yeah very good point. Um, and that may be, you know, again, you know, maybe maybe there's a sliver of fucking truth. I, I don't know. Anyway, so Greer notes that the CIA's successful development of remote viewing in the 1970s, which he mentioned earlier, uh, shows that the mind is not limited to our brain or our bodies. Quote, neither time nor space limits awareness, unquote. He believes that advanced uh, extraterrestrial civilizations are able to utilize quantum mechanics through consciousness to travel the universe and instantly appear and disappear from a physical realm, which would explain our Bigfoots. Just saying. Um, This would explain certain instances of strange UFO sightings, alien contacts, paranormal apparitions. list goes on, right? Because there's still a, a huge loose hole there that people can't fucking wrap up into. Um, right. And here's a fun fact for this, too. So in a 1964 television interview, E.T. contactee George Van Tassel said that the human-looking extraterrestrials showed him technology that could be used to view a visual scene from any historical time period, which a Navy had in its possession. The description of this device that could view past events was very similar to what the legendary uh, whistleblower Bob Lazar, we talked about, revealed in 1989 as Project Looking Glass, a classified project run by the U.S. Navy out of the S-4 facility at Area 51 since early 1960s. Lazar claimed that the Looking Glass technology was based on the distortion of space-time by gravity. So in an interview, Lazar replied to a question about the project as follows. Uh, The interviewer asked him, wasn't there something about Looking Glass project or Looking Glass of some sort? Lazar said, yeah, that was later on. When we started getting into the heavy physics of it, because gravity distorts space and time, and what they were trying to do, and I say, look back in time, and some people conjure up images of a time tunnel. They're looking at distorting time in microseconds to see whatever event they were trying to observe through a gravitational lens. So that was a different project they were dealing with that. But that was essentially playing with gravity distorting time. So, again, Lazar on the, on the chopping block here. Um by the way, I read a book. It's it's amazing. The book is amazing. He's still beating around trying to you know avoid publicity, but it just I I don't know. You know, again, I, I'm not saying that time bending time or something. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I think, but again, a lot of this shit. Holy God, 
you can get rid of 80% of what we're talking about and, <laughs> and focus yeah. on something different. And, so, and honestly, anyway. like I, I'll, I'll save that for later. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I was just thinking like, I wonder, so there's obviously a lot of grifting, right? And a lot of like people oh, just making shit 100%. up like that Corey good dude. Oh you know, yeah, 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 yeah. The super soldier. Right. right. Uh, like there's a lot of people who are just straight up making shit up or who are taking advantage of people who have some uh, mental health issues. Um, but there is such a weird trickster aspect to the phenomenon that I wonder if these, some of these people are actually like trying to do some serious research and the phenomenon is just fucking. With them. We, we, we've talked about that. And you know what? I, yeah. I'm not going to rule that out, honestly, you know, and here's the thing. We talk about this too all the time. Is it is very fucking hard to get through really truly what could be a thing amongst all the bullshit, especially now with uh, CGI and technology and Photoshop and all this other stuff and people wanting to 15 minutes of fame. Like there's so much shit you got to crawl through to get the end of what might be a, a tiny little, you know, gym. It, it, it's and it's it's getting worse. It's not getting any better just because of yeah. how we're designed in this world, you know. So anyway. Yeah. But. So anyway, uh, while Lazar was not himself involved in Project Looking Glass, others have come forward to reveal what they knew about classified military experiments to distort time to peer into the past. Revisiting the whole Montauk Project thing, Preston Nichols, speak of the fucking mm-hmm. devil, yep. uh, who was involved in the project, wrote a book called Montauk Project Experiments in Time. In it, he explained that uh, that the Montauk project run ran from 1971 to 1983 at montauk air station long island new york and involved many human subjects in bizarre military experiments Uh, some of these experiments involved humans being trained to use extraterrestrial technology such as a chair that significantly enhanced psychic abilities so one could do extraordinary things like distorting or warping time to look into the past or future uh, just like the Golden Throne in Warhammer 40K. Anyway, just <laughs> putting that the out there. <laughs> uh, Nichols explained what happened when the psychic Duncan Cameron sat in the Montauk chair. Duncan would would start out sitting in the chair. Then the transmitter would be turned on. His mind would be blank and clear. And then he uh, he would then be directed to concentrate on an opening in time from, say, 1980, uh, the current time, to 1990. At this point, a hole or a time portal would appear right in the center of the Delta T antenna. You could walk through the portal from 1980 to 1990. Uh, there was an opening that you could look into. It looked like a circular corridor with a light at the other end. Uh, the time door would remain if Duncan would concentrate on 1990 and 1980. Uh, another version of the looking glass, maybe? Uh, bullshit, maybe. <laughs> See, and here's what I'm talking about because yeah. I can't remember if Preston Nichols is the name of the psycho dude that they were talking to that essentially made all this shit up, or I, he if, was one of uh, he was the guy that was documenting. He he was. Their I think he was one of them, and I think so. He read the book because he was there, and I want to say he had military affiliations. Again, it's been a while since we covered Montauk. Yeah. So um, so if I'm if I'm talking of if I'm getting the the two people confused because they mm. had similar names. If I remember right, I think one of them was Preston Nichols and I think the other one was Pete or something. Um, but anyway, uh, again, these dudes, if you've 
looked at any of the like documentary footage with these dudes or anything like mm-hmm. that. They are not okay. No, they no, are. They're not. They and, are and, and a here's, couple nuts short of a fruitcake. And, and here's the thing too, aside from all the weird bullshit that may or may not have happened, it is documented that they did kidnap fucking homeless teens and shit off the streets to do things, which just that alone is, holy God, how atrocious. Is just, that documented or is that just no, more? That, from shit? what I can read, that was, and then there's a bunch of them that came out. To go, yeah, that's happened to me. Like, it, well, it yeah, was, but you know, there are a bunch of people that came out as uh, abductee <sighs> super soldiers after. Corey yeah, Vince tr- started true. I, again, I, I think this is you know reality smudges what really happened. Uh, I, I do believe they probably did. I mean, who's going to miss a homeless kid, right? Or somebody that's living on the streets? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Again, I, there's sure. so many. Uh, anyway, so um, with all that being said, there you have it. That's that's right there. Looking Glass Project. Um, there's no doubt in our minds of the government, not only ours, but others as well. I'm sure they spend time delving into what this might be, how to do it, whatever have you. Um, and we're also sure, as far as fetch as it may sound, that some maybe have a smidgen of truth. Again, you know, we cover DARPA. You know, DARPA's known, for, they got 30 years ahead of time, all the technology that they, you know, that they have that we won't see. And, and if you pull up DARPA and you look in their technology list, Holy God! Some of the patents and stuff that they're they're doing now is mind blowing. Like you know, so it's out there. You know, you can see, you can go online and see these patents that DARPA is doing and all of other stuff. So, is it crazy? Fuck yeah, it's crazy. Um, can we peer into the future? You know, maybe, maybe we did, maybe we didn't. Does everything into QAnon? Fuck, I hope to Christ no. But we just want to make sure we cover the roads because it was part of the fucking story. But you know, again, maybe there's a sliver of truth. Uh, but God damn it to get through all this shit. Again, the recurring theme in this episode is you got to, you know, this is like Shawshank redemption. You got to fucking swim through the fucking sewer to get to the nice beach. You, you know, well, and like this is the thing that's so frustrating is yeah. Some of these people are straight up liars. Oh yeah. Some of these people probably saw some weird ass shit and are doing the best they can with it. And yep. To cope with it, deal with it. Uh, anyone, you know, whatever. Who, saw anything remotely like this that's trying to be like no this is a real thing is gonna sound like they're fucking nuts Mm -hmm. you know whether that whether they saw something real or not and that's what sucks about this whole thing it's like any other fringe science you know you i want so much to believe every single guest we've had on but god damn it dude that's tough i mean that's just tough you know i i yes not all of them are are super believable no no no, not all we've had some wieners on too but even like the stories i read and the books i read too you know like right now the one i'm reading about the day after roswell fascinating if it really happened holy shit you know it it's a fucking thing um but then you know like i said this whole write-up you're looking at these schematics and you're looking at and you're like oh my fucking god there's i just don't know where to go with it i really don't you know so anyway but you know we poked a lot of fun on this whole looking glass in which you know rightfully so at the end of the day you know at the end of the day you know we, scientists are still messing around with time travel messing around with you know linear time what's time mean which you know they're still messing around with uh you know making what i'm einstein what do you call it a, a spooky thing at a distance you know they're experimenting yeah, yeah. to find out that no that might be a thing I mean, there's some shit going on in technology and science that is mind-blowing. So I'm not going to rule the whole bending time out. It's just, let's calm down on the QAnon and the fucking Montauk bullshit a little bit. And (laughs) if you can wipe some of that away, you know, maybe there's some feasibility around this. But 
if, ah, if you're listening and you've and you want to understand what we're talking about when we're talking about how batshit the main sources for the for the Montauk project stuff are, uh, there's a show called I want to say it's called Dark Files. Um, it only had one episode that was about. Oh, the Montauk I remember project, you bring that up, uh, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. It got canceled, or the or right. the deal with History Channel or whatever fell mm-hmm. through. But I'm pretty sure it was on the History Channel. I'm pretty sure uh, you could probably find it on YouTube or on demand, probably for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but check that out because if I remember right, that is the one where they climb fences and sneak into camp hero, which is Montauk. I remember hearing, but yeah, that's Montauk. Um, and right. they, and there's, they find some really fucking weird ass shit there. Um, but then they also spend some time talking to, uh, to Preston Nichols and, and Duncan Cameron, and you get a taste for like how crazy they fucking exactly are. what you're asking. Well, and it's weird too, because now it's a state park. Like, you know, it butts up to a, a you know, New Jersey state land or something. It, it's just, well, it, it has been crazy, a state you know? park since like the sixties. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was after a everything shut airfield. down. Right. And they gave it over to the state basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah. And again, you're right with Preston, that other guy, holy shit, you know, one fuck, just watch him for a minute and you can really see <laughs> there's not very many marbles in the bag for sure. You know, but so is that, is it Dory or is it, uh, who's the one that say he fought reptilians uh, in Dulce on level 12? Oh, I know. When who they were doing construction about. projects and shit like that. Again, yeah. I so much want to believe that. I so much want to believe that, but God damn it. You know, it, they just, it makes it so fucking tough. But anyway, yeah, and, you know, but we then digress. I'll like read the muff. Man prophecies and be like, this is all one hundred percent legit. Yeah, I know, I know, we're so <laughs> fucked up, dude. It is what it is. Yeah, like I said, I've read some books. Like, well, we've had some people on. Um, I think the Left Hand. Uh, who was that? Um, God, the gal that that stuff fascinates me. Like, uh, a turn of the century mediums of spiritualism, stuff like that. Uh, absolutely, there were a lot of fraudsters in there. You know, the Fox sisters. Absolutely, they were fraud. They were fucking frauds. You know, they learned how to crack their knuckles or do whatever to make it happen. But it set a revolution of spirituality in that time frame. Um, it, it just insane. I mean, that kind of stuff just fascinates me, you know. So anyway, you know, there you have everybody. Project Looking Glass. Um, we promise we won't try to throw some of these batshit crazy episodes out at you very often. But they are fun. They are very fun. And sometimes it gives us... You know, we delve into these topics about, you know, just how real is this? And and that's what makes it kind of interesting. That's why we love doing it, you know. Um, the next subject matter we're going to bring up that, you know, won't quite be so crazy. It actually happened and that maybe that makes it more scarier that, uh, you know, things actually occurred in real life. Diabolical to think that they did, but we'll see. So anyway, I don't know, man. You got anything on your side? Uh, no, I would just really encourage everyone to uh, watch that. It's like an hour long if they can. And find it yeah if you if you can really verify i'll throw it in the notes i'll throw it in the show notes and you guys it's can called, i've never seen uh it. it's called dark files um okay i remember that okay and yeah. i'm googling right now and uh preston nichols is the dude that is the wacky guy not the guy who went to like interview them and was actually like uh, these guys are crazy uh, okay but i don't know you know like yeah. that had some credibility yeah we'll throw some tidbits at you for sure but um anyway stand by for more I got some fun stuff to do. Again, we're going to talk. There's a plethora of news out there that's uh, um, awesome. I've been gathering some. There's some really cool experiments that uh, they've been playing with, like uh, room temperature superconductors, which doesn't sound interesting to probably many of you, but it's fascinating to me because it could revolutionize everything. Metals that are like healing themselves and they don't know why. There's a lot of cool, fun shit out there that we're going to cover. 
Um, and yeah. if you have anything to say about either Project Looking Glass um, and or anything else we cover, you can write us at strangeuncles at gmail.com. You can call us, 801-252-6945. Um, where are we at in socials, man? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Strange Uncles Podcast. We are at uh, Strange Uncles on Twitter. Um, we are... Um, sorry, I was Googling that show. No, yes, it is available on Prime and should be available on uh, on History Vault or awesome. whatever. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, okay. we have a YouTube channel. Um, Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com slash strange uncles. Give us money. Yeah, if you want to support the show, you can go yep. there. Uh, mm-hmm. There's early access, some stuff that will probably only ever be there. Um, it's a good way to get at us if you message us there. Probably going to see probably it. That's probably the best we way. see it pretty much. Yeah. In, besides the email or the voicemail, yeah. that's probably where we're going to see it. I've first. got yeah because I got Patreon linked on like when I when a Patreon comment does drop, it links right to our email. So best best way you're really to communicate, you know. But that means you have to pay us money. So there's that. Anyway, catch twenty two. But yeah, sign up for a dollar a month. Yeah, there you go. Or you know, <laughs> sign up hard. and ask your make your comment and then quit. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want. Don't tell people that shit. What are you doing? Anyway. No, that's cool. Don't don't tell people how to game Patreon. Yeah, right. Um, that's all we got. I think we're good. Uh, again, we got some good stuff in the pipeline. Um, looking forward to a tour that I may do. Hopefully I can bring some uh, footage back from that, whether it's audio and or video. Uh, just interesting. It'll be a companion piece. Like I said, we've always got things in the fire. I think things are kind of hopefully with work kind of balanced out a little bit. So I think our time's freed up. So hopefully we can now maybe bring some guests on again. Um, so let us know, you know, what your recommendations are, but, uh, that's all I got, man. You got anything? Uh, no. All right. Stay strange, everybody. Close gates.